Welcome back to Kiddush Club News for Jews podcast. We are coming to you with a special episode. If you're not a usual listener, we generally talk about the news, but every so often we do interviews as well, and they are specials. And that's what we're bringing you today, and we're very excited about this one because we have for you the very talented Yoni Z, who is a singer, songwriter, composer. And a great guy, by the way. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, once again, we could have hung out with him all night. It yeah. was We were just enjoying ourselves. Great guy. Really, really good guy. And if it, this really is your first time hearing the podcast, check us out. Go back. We have like 43, I think 44. 44 45. There's a lot of episodes. episodes. You can yeah. binge. It's yeah. free. <laughs> you have a lot of work to do. <laughs> so this was a really long interview. We want to get to the, all of it. We want to bring it to you uncut. And uh, without further ado, here's Yoni Z. Testing one two one two. Am I coming in clear? Coming in loud and clear, but Come. that's not a real test to, to to really see how you sound. You gotta. Yeah, you want me to start singing something? <laughs> a little something. I mean, Keep come on. Clear. We did, yeah, we didn't even. Go. We were just getting started. <laughs> I'm gonna belt out the tune soon. <laughs> Got to give you more scotch before that happens. I think for sure. What do you like to drink, Yoni? So I actually I'm not much of a drinker. Like oh okay, all right, we're done here. Uh, no, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a boring guy. No, so basically, <laughs> like I'll tell you what it was. Like when I was like, when I was 15 and a half years old, and I started singing, I kind of just made this decision that like I'm not going to get hooked on anything that can become an addictive substance. And you know, because I was singing at 15 and a half years old, I was at a yeshiva, and it was except like, for Tara. What? Except for terror. No, well, obviously, you well, know. Terror is not a substance. No, so terror is not a substance, though, right? No, so, you know, I, I had to make sure because, you know, being on the music scene late nights, there was a lot of, you know, there was there was all kind of recreational stuff. There was all kinds of, there was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of partying. And I promised, I had to promise myself that in order to keep, like, level-headed and everything that I would never get into it. So, till today, um, I mean, I'll have a social drink with someone. I'll have a l'chaim. But, like, you won't catch me just, like, sitting and drinking or coffee. I don't, I don't drink coffee. Like I noticed because had, of the addictive, you had tea. Yeah, like I just don't. Yeah, like I, I see people just like getting like you know they wake up. I need my coffee. And, like they're really grouchy, and I just never wanted to be that guy. That was an excellent th- impression of me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, so I've never. Yeah, I don't. I don't do coffee. Um, I think it's. I think that was a smart move. That I don't. I don't know how to play. Like young any, comes, you don't care. You're no, not, you're I not really going don't care. Like I don't. I, I don't have like any. Yeah, I don't have anxiety or anything. Excellent. Um, no, and I. I don't know how to gamble. I don't know how to play poker. I don't know. Oh. I don't know any. Shouldn't be hanging with us. No, I don't, <laughs> no, I, I don't know how to do. I like. I made it my business to just never, never get into that. I've never smoked so much as a cigarette in my life. That's amazing. Never. No, it's never. great. It's never. the best way not, to be. Not. It's not freedom. even. Not it's... even a hookah. Okay. I never puffed a hookah in my life. And you've turned it down, though. Yeah. No. A billion and one times. Right. But I've never, yeah, like I've never had anything other than, you know, air in my lungs and secondhand smoking, I guess, you know, right. when you're around <laughs> people. But nope, I don't smoke. I don't know. I just, the dip- the discipline was important to me because I felt like it played a big role in what I wanted to do for Jewish music and it, what I wanted to bring. I felt like would would have required a lot of discipline. So that kind of got me on that path. It's great because it's it's something you don't see a lot of, like people with the self-discipline. It's very hard. You know, to yeah. to, to just put yourself in a box and say that's it. This is my space, and I'm not I'm not leaving it. And I don't care what and and pressures come and go, and it won't matter. What about Shabbos? Shabbos? What about Shabbos? You you drink wine? Or... 
like kiddish like uh, yeah just kiddish, yeah that's just it. kiddish that's yeah that's really it's also you know it's it's trying to protect the vocal cords but it's it's funny because really? like yeah is that, is that a thing yeah it's a thing yeah, it's alcohol a thing. will dry them right alcohol out. dries you out it's like taking a it's like alcohol is like a brick to your vocal folds it's just like like against your vocal cords really? like literally yeah yeah so wine is like whatever, but if you're drinking like let's say vodka or whatever, like yeah, that stuff is brutal. Oh, same could be said for coffee, really. Yeah, I mean, listen, none of that stuff is really good for for anything. Right, coffee, but, nicotine, you know, cigarettes, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> all that terrible. Stuff. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, it's, it's listen. It's a it's a it's really like being in this like what you said about being in a box is like a huge dichotomy in a way because I have to also be so out of the box. You know, so much what of what, so much of what I do requires. I mean, okay, so you got to be an Hashem, extrovert. You have to yeah, be outgoing. You have, you to, have be to be a outgoing. Person. You have to be a people person. You have to be you, you, technically. I mean, in, in, in theory, you got to be a people pleaser if you're in, in the entertainment industry. You're constantly being a people pleaser. You know, constantly shaking hands and smiling and taking photos and meeting people. Do you hate and it? People said, "No, no, I love it." I'll tell you, you, don't, why, I, you seem like you like it. You, uh, look, I'll tell you why I like it. You seem it. very friendly. You seem like a cool guy to hang Thank out with. You. <laughs> so, like. I, I can't imagine you not you, you, you so chilled, I'll tell you, you know? so, so I'm I'm like my whole life has been one big like paradox in this way. Like growing up, very shy kid. Never was in any choirs, you know. Really? I wasn't some kid that went through Miami boys or Yeshiva boys. None of that. <laughs> Nothing none of it. Um you know, I opened my mouth for the first time at fifteen and a half. And you know, then I was like I I like I, I just forced myself out of my shell. But if you're looking like in general, like what I like about, for example, you said like I seem like I, I enjoy engaging with people. I love engaging with people, but the reason I enjoy engaging with people is also like it it's it's a sense of appreciation that every single person that like I'm engaging with that comes up to me, wherever I am, you know, in a restaurant or at the dry cleaners or whatever it is, and it's just like I'm just very grateful that people take the opportunity and time to listen to me because. I know they got options. People have options. People could listen to anyone, um, Jewish or non-Jewish, if they listen to non-Jewish music. But even within Jewish music, I mean, they, they can listen to a thousand other artists. When they choose to listen to my music or to stop me in the street and take a photo with me, it's not so much like I'm like, woohoo, look at me. It's more like, wow, thank you. Like, thanks for, thanks for, for noticing what I do. And, and I hope it makes a difference. You know what I mean? And I guess by you taking your photo with me, I'm making some sort of a difference for you or if you're taking it for your kid. You know, I'm, I hope I'm impacting someone. And that that's really what it is for me. I, mean, I could testify straight away. I mean, my kids love you. Thank love you. your Same. music. Same. It's Thank what plays you. in my house. Thank you so much. And but but we glossed over like an important topic you you didn't open your mouth till 15 and a half yeah. what happened there what, yeah, how what did you decide how did you decide that this is what i want to do i want to sing i can sing and what were the steps that led you to like where you are today so i'll 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 tell you it's a, it's a funny story so basically like I'm gonna tell you a story that I never actually told anyone on like live before. Okay, you so heard this, it here yeah, first. You heard exclusive. it here first. Get it this is exclusive. exclusive coming so, at yep. you. So my father. So when my when I had my bar mitzvah um, yesterday was actually my 31st birthday. So oh, it's, happy yeah, birthday! Yeah, Wait, so it's, yesterday? Yesterday was my Hebrew, which is birthday, what the 20 yeah. oh Hebrew. Yeah, because oh. my he was English like a week is November fourth. Yeah, November fourth is your because oh, it's different years. My birthday was Tuesday. Oh, happy no, birthday! No, Monday, Monday. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah, no, so I'll tell you, like, 
so when my when I had my bar mitzvah, my father's a professional chazan, and my my mother's father is also a professional chazan. So music's in the genes. I'm getting the Eli Schwebel <laughs> vibe. Yeah, he has a similar similar right. thing. I actually know that. I actually did know that. Right, um, but. What happened was, like, just so you understand, like, how scared I was, like, my father put out for my bar mitzvah, like, a uh, a four-song, like, CD, you know, where my father sang, like, four songs, songs that were primarily, like, praise to Hashem, you know, I was the Bechar, it was, like, a whole thing, you know, and um, I yeah, had... He, he's saying those, especially in your honor. Yeah, and he put it out for my bar mitzvah as like a memento, like you know, like a little souvenir, and everyone took it home at the end of the night. So what ended Did up? Did he ha- write those songs? Were they original songs? Or they were no, they were covers. Stomps, they they covers. were covers. Yeah, covers. they were cover songs. And um, like Ma'ashiv was one of them. Um, Vizakenu from Freed Shabbos was one of them. Mim Kaimcha that uh, Mordechai and David once sang on Hask Seven. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, that one. Yeah, I know. So that, that was where, those were then. Yeah. Then there was an instrumental version of it. But basically, what happened was, um, I remember having this something inside me that like wanted to sing, but I was just I was too scared. I, I don't know how to explain it. I just I was a very much like in my shell kind of kid, and I remember telling my father like I wanted to ask him if I could sing a song. If I could sing with him on this CD for my bar mitzvah, and I told him I have a question for you, and he's like, "All right," you know, and I'm like, "No, no, I, I can't ask you." I, I, she's like, "Ask." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." He's like, "What do you want?" I wrote my father a letter. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> wait, this goes. This speaks to how old. shy you were. I was 12 years old. That's amazing. I wrote my father a letter. And I wrote, I remember writing in the letter, I feel so stupid asking. <laughs> this is so silly. I don't even know why I'm doing it, whatever. And I wrote my father a letter at, thir- at 12 years old. And he months. rejected you and said, no, you can't. No, and I put it under and, <laughs> it I, like that's what and I slipped it under his door at night. Okay. And the next morning he woke up like sitting on my bed. Like hugging me and laughing <laughs> hysterically, <laughs> and like kissing me, and he's like of, like, "Of course." And I was like, "Okay." Years later, my father admitted to me that he himself was like, "Oh God, <laughs> like Yoni can't sing," you know. So we weren't off, like, right. but no, like, whoa, like. You know, but my father said, "You know what? Why should I be the evil guy? Let him come to the studio." This is what my father said. Figure it out for himself. And and I, and I see, like, listen, maybe you're not cut out for this, and that's it. Like, it's okay because no one knew I sang. No one because knew I sang. How did you know? Never you opened sang. my mouth. But how did sing. you even right. know? I I don't even I don't like, even know. Is this know. like shower time where you're just not even, it out? Because? Not even. It was just like this something innate, something inside me that told. Like I felt like I can and i just never would like the most i'd ever do was like i was like that silent harmonizer in the corner and shabbos table like you know doing like that basic harmony like eh, like in the corner but that's as far as it went but you never actually even heard your own voice not really like. not really not like, really right, you never recorded something and no nope. listen to it and no nope. no nope. wow. and then i ended up being and then i ended up singing with my father on the on on visa on visa Kenu. um and my father was sitting there in the studio with the engineer and he's like Okay, the kid can sing, I guess. <laughs> and um and and yeah, and then I went quiet again for nearly three years till I was about sixteen. Wait a minute, I, I re- one song, then off the grid. And then off the grid again. Like mm-hmm. I sang it with my father at my bar mitzvah, but I was shaking. You're shaking. <laughs> I was shaking. 
and then I and then I went off the grid again. I always wait, wait, loved wait. Shabbos, Shabbos tables. Yeah, from he said that he was harmonizing. On, were you a little more aggressive? Was your father saying, "Hey, we know you can do it. Just come yeah, on." So my father I'm, was like, I'm you know, like he wasn't pushing you. A so he bit. was like a very little, but like you know, like like I guess he felt that like just based on how much it took me to write it in the letter, you know, I guess he didn't want to like you know. Right. So I was just. You know, I just, I, I, I just didn't, and um, it took, yeah, it took, it took a lot of work for me to, to get to open up in, in the way that people view me today, and because I always knew that, like, I loved music and I wanted to do music, but I always thought it was going to be like, maybe I'd produce music, maybe I'd compose music. I never saw myself as the front man. Well, a lot of, a lot of composers and producers end up ultimately going in and, and singing themselves. Right. So it's not it's not shocking. By the way... No, but what an unordinary story. Oh, for sure. It, 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 I, I still don't really understand it myself, right. but that's the story. <laughs> wow. You know? And then 15 and a half, where'd you go? So then I got a call um, from someone who I was with in yeshiva that, that heard me singing in yeshiva. Like then already I was like, you know, shower singing a little bit. Okay. You know? Um and like that was a, that was that was that, that was, was a, it. A pivotal yeah. moment. That was Madison Square. Okay. <laughs> um, and 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 he said to me, I remember he called me up. It was uh, it was it was after it was after the summer. So it was basically I was going to enter Sheer Gimel eleventh of uh, yeah of of Yeshiva Ketana. And um, and he said to me, Yoni, listen, I, I've heard you. You know, sing. You sing nice. I have a, a Chesed. Um, uh, chesed wedding out in in Canada. I'm playing, come sing, and I was like, "You're crazy!" Like, <laughs> what do you think like, I am? No, like, okay, like, like you need a singer. I'm not a singer. You but know, tell me more. Right, no, <laughs> you know, like, and he's like, he's like, he's like, Yoni, what is it? It's nothing. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I, I barely won't have a soul play. at the place. Who cares? Like, even who if you cares? flop, like, you know, you know, you know, you know, you're gonna exactly. Like, literally, if you flop, no one cares. Like, who are you? Like, right. no one knows you. Remember, this is not Yoni Z. This is some kid right. at just not even kid. 16 years old right. named Yoni Ziegelbaum. What's right. the worst that can happen? Exactly. You move on with your life. Anyway, we did it, and we got on a Greyhound bus, went out there, and I got 50 bucks for it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, that wasn't That's even big. no. No, that big. was a tip. That was a tip. It was pro bono. But then I was like, you know, score. Right. And then, um, yeah. Then I went out there. We did that. Um. And then he called me like that was like Elul time, uh, right by the newsman. Then he called me like after Tishrei, um. And he's like, listen, I have another gig. I'm like, nope. Literally, nope. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing it. And he's like, no, no, no. It's easier this time. He's like. I think Helfgott was singing at the wedding. Maybe Avon Fried was singing. You need to be in a three-man choir. Okay. And I was like, a lot less know, pressure. Oh, okay, you know, like maybe that's, I can do that. I'm not in the spotlight there. You know, I'm like, also, this was like in Crown Heights. I grew up in Crown Heights. Like there, you can't pull the thing. Nobody knows you. Like right, but it's much less pressure if you're just one of three. Right, I'm one of three boys. guys. I mean, it's, still, it's still pressure for for someone like Yoni, from what it sounds like. And it and, was still a lot of pressure. Yeah, that, that's a stage fright. I mean, that that's one of the. I think that's the biggest fear in the world. Is stage fright. Stage fright. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I still suffer from it. Obviously, it's Do a you lot. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot less today. 
But before every gig, I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, you're still, on high alert. You're yeah, no, I'm for sure, and I'm like, you're in fight or flight. Every single nerve is firing. And everything, yeah, and but you that don't drink. Also be, <laughs> no, and you I don't, don't drink. drink, and I don't drink. Because I was gonna say, you take two shots and you'll be fine. I did a concert. No, I did a concert. Listen, I did a concert with a singer. I'm not gonna say names. Popular singer. Say the name. Say the name. No, no, no. Say the name. No, just listen. Honestly, he probably wouldn't even care. He's the He wouldn't even care. But I'm just not going to. If you said it, would bleep it. Okay, his name was Beep. Um, so basically, no, I did a concert with him, big show, and um, this was almost a year ago. And and literally right before the show, um, he was drunk as a skunk. Yeah. So he's kidding. No, no, no. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. No, so he literally, he's like, I'm he ordering. Like, um, he's I'm like, going on next. No, he's no. He literally was like, I remember he said, he said to me, he's like, he's like, I'm on Uber Eats. You want anything? I'm like, oh, what's kosher around here? He's like, nothing. I'm getting tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. And he got one of those like patrons, like those, sm- you yeah, know, the- yeah. and he just downed it in one schluck oh. and was just like, wish me luck. <laughs> and I was like, good luck. And that was it. And like, I literally just, the bottle was sitting there empty in front of me. And I was like, am I doing this wrong? <laughs> you know, am I missing something? But, and especially because you both said that. It, dry, it dries out the vocal cords completely. But I guess he had did such he, did nerves. He do okay? How was his performance? He did okay. He did okay. <laughs> Not great, but he though. was short on breath. He really? was short on yeah. Because like, listen, he dried himself out. You know, I mean, it was an outdoor show. You know, yeah, it's always hard because that air, you know the cold air. Yeah, is yeah. Good. And it was you know he dried himself out. But um, I mean, he did fine. But I guess I guess the the lack of nerves made up for it. You know, let his adrenaline kick in and do its thing. But, like, I remember just sitting there and being like, wow, like, I don't do anything. Like, I just, I'm so, I'm such a nerd. I just get up and sing. Who does that? <laughs> like, there's no routine. Yeah. There's no, like, rider I give people, like, with, you know, what I want to drink and how I want it done. Like, just, no, I get up and sing. But I think that that's part of, honestly, if you look at the most, like, successful performers out there today, like, even in the non-Jewish world, I'm not saying that they don't drink, but they don't drink before a gig. The guys that need to like dance and sing and there's choreography and there's like – these guys are so lucid and they're so clear-minded because you get on there and it's like you got to read the crowd. You got to feel the energy and if you're not – if you're feeling like – if you're buzzed, it's not – No, not it's gonna, not even you. It's no. not fair to do that to the crowd. That's not what they're, they're paying for. They're not getting for. you. Right. Exactly. They're paying for the authentic you, not the buzzed or the drunk or – well, it, that's not the performer. And I think that people, you know, people today more than ever, I think that when you get on stage, people sense you. You know, people sit in the crowd and they feel you. And they're like, if you're genuine, if you're being you, if you're not being you, people pick up on it. You know, it's not like it used to be. Like, I remember in the 90s, you just go to a free, you know, a show and it was Avon Freed and a couple of others and much love to Avon Freed, of course. Yes, like not. I'm just saying, but people just used to like just come and like whatever happened, happened. And it was like, okay, cool. You know, Monticello right, Raceway. Far less choices. Yeah. You're no, lucky I, I, you're I, even at a concert. Yeah. I mean, yeah no, I, mean, I, today, think, I think it's also because, it, you know, with technology and with social media, you know, you're not just a singer. You're, you're a persona. You're a persona. Yeah. And your whole life is being analyzed by people. You as a person, I mean, they're going to listen to this podcast. They're right. going to get a, a, another angle, angle. on right. your life. So, yeah, you, I think, I think, I mean, it sounds like you're doing the right approach because I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, this can sound so cliche, but I'm really trying to stay true to myself, and that's a hard thing to do when you're in this industry because there's so much 
fluff and flair that people almost come to expect from you. And but then they respect you when it doesn't happen. Like I'll tell you something funny that just happened to me three days ago. So three days I had a crazy twenty four hours. I did a I did a concert Mitzah Shabbos upstate. I sang a full week. Then Shabbos I went upstate. I did a Mitzah Shabbos concert for special needs children. Beautiful. And then on Sunday, yeah. It's Which organization? Uh, Yaldenu. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I heard it was of it. really yeah. nice. It was beautiful. beautiful. And then Sunday I had a wedding, a day wedding, and a night bar mitzvah. Oh my gosh! And I was like, you know, I, I try to post like. Like just what I'm doing, what I'm up to, besides just the singing, like the the vibe, you know. And I got a voice note from a guy, really nice guy, and he sends me this long voice note. And basically what he says to me is, he says, you know, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I've noticed recently that like you seem a little even more upbeat than you usually are. And Yoni, I'm just going to give it to you straight. Like I feel like you're putting on a front since the accident happened to you six months ago, I had this horrible accident. Yeah, yeah, this sure. motorbike we're going right? to get to that. But this, and he's like, and he's like, if you need help, reach Whoa. out. You know, and he meant well. And I was like, listen, wait, I got, wait, what type of help is he? He thinks he's like, like you're, you're like PTSD, drugs. right? Like, no, oh, no. I thought, like, I thought maybe he thought you were on something. No, no. Maybe. He just, he just thought like, he just thought like, you know, maybe like, you know, from all the PTSD. Listen, I mean, it was crazy. I broke a lot of bones, lost blood. Yeah, you know, there was like. We may as well jump into it, by the way. Sure. You brought so, it up. I mean, we're, we're going to bring it up. Oh, okay. No, so basically. I like, mean, we, we originally were supposed to, if you remember, when we first We were going to do this like two days before yes, it happened. Yes. Yeah. We were like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. We were going to do it right before the album dropped. Then the album dropped, and I was on my way to Israel. Stopped right. in Rome for 26 hours, and boom. Wow. What so, happened? It was on a Vespa, right? Vespa, yeah, it was yeah. on a Vespa, and I was going down this huge hill near the Colosseum in Rome, and Basically, was this just a stopover, or did you have was, something in Rome? No, it was a stopover because I worked so hard on this album for a year. I didn't sleep, and I was like, I'm taking 26 hours to myself before I go to Israel, and then I was going to do some TV, some radio, some concert, you know, some performances, like really start to promote the album, and then boom, and oh. you know, I was flying at you know, it's 65 miles an hour or more, you know, and at the bottom of the bottom of the hill I couldn't see it and you know apparently now I know a lot about Rome and it's notorious for it but there was a pothole at the bottom of the road and the front wheel lodged in Oy. and boom off I went oh. and then what happened was after I knew I broke like a ton of bones right away now wait a minute you probably launched into the air what did you hit I mean thank goodness you had a helmet I imagine yeah so yeah thank god for that I, I launched into the air I flew about 15 feet wow. forward Whoa. now the, the crazy thing is is that it, it made me break my bones but if I hadn't flown 15 feet, the car behind the Vespa would have hit me. Wow. It would have been bam, bam. You know what I Way mean? Way worse. Yeah. It would have been like I wow. would have hit the ground and then get hit by a car. Whoa. Or run over by a car. Chas <sighs> Shalom. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Like I hope the, the, you know, this is not too sensitive for no, the no, listeners. No, no. But Not at all. Yeah. So and then I'm laying there on the ground. And you knew, or you, you knew wait, this is not get up, shake it wait, off. Wait, wait. No. You, you were totally alone? Yeah. Yeah, because I was on my way to Israel. Did you lose consciousness? I was like fuzzing in and out at first. And basically, and then this this Italian woman, got to be about 60 years old, she actually texted me recently, how are you doing? And she called the ambulance. She like, she really, she saved like, you know, and like people just, you know how an accident, people start gathering around. I'm laying there sprawled out on the street and I'm like looking up to the sky and I'm like, Hashem, oh my God! Like, like I was in crazy pain. Like, you know, like it takes the wind out of you when you're like you're trying to breathe. Like, I literally was just trying to breathe, 
And did, you, did you break ribs? I broke, yeah, I broke, like, I broke so many bones. I broke my pelvic bone in three oh different goodness. places. My shoulder shattered in four places. Like, it was just, it was It's really, hard to believe only because right. you're here and I see you, you look great. Thank you, thank you. you so you, I, so you, I, And it was not even that long ago. It's, it's tomorrow, six months. I mean, this, that's remarkable. Thank you. And I, it's, it's, it's people's tefillos and it's, and it's a ton of physical therapy. Like, I was so angry when it happened. But, like, I channeled the anger into, like, I'm coming back better than ever kind of thing. Like, that was my goal. And, like, I'm still in physical therapy. You know what I mean? But I'm back on so stage. It's so frustrating. You're on your way to do a thing. You have a career. You yeah, have things yeah. to do. And, and all and of a sudden. Like, that month I had, like, I had three nights in London consecutive. I had to go back to Israel for another show. Like, it was just going to be a booming month. Right. It was going to look like, wow, like, like that the album shot me into the next sphere. And I'm, I'm laying there. And then, like. The ambulance pulls up, and it's Italy, so everything's bureaucracy. And I hear the, you know, that that, that annoying European, European that, siren. <laughs> it's more annoying than ours in a way. And uh, with us, it's exciting. Like, you start, da, 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 da. It's, it's yeah, more until exciting. It, until it happens at two in the morning. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? exactly. Why can't they have the European sirens? Right. Yeah. And then the and he pulls up, and I like, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm not really hearing the conversation, but like, I'm gathering that like he's not. They're not coming out to take me. And I'm like, this is where it ends. And they're speaking Italian? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the lady's like saying like – and I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm like picking up – like I didn't know what's going on. But I, like I pick up. They're not coming out. They're not whipping out the stretcher to get me. Why? So they're – the ambulance, you know, ambulance, everything is codes. And I was a foreigner. And, and uh. the lady who found me on the floor, she realized that. But how'd they know you're a foreigner? You're just a guy in a helmet. No, so she she like my everything flew out of my pocket. Ah. My phone, my wallet, everything flew out. So she got it, looks at it, sees this New York license. Took the cash, right? Continue. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> she okay. didn't. No, good woman. She didn't take any of this. She really helped me. And um, and then basically, um, they're like, and I just, and then I just kind of like, from all this like fog, like I just see the ambulance pull away. What? And I'm like, I- I'm done. Instant panic attack. I'm done. I am done. 17 minutes what till the next ambulance came i never spoke about this because also when it happened like as is like my you know when we went public with it people freaked out and understandably so but like we didn't want to like scare the living day like we didn't want people to be like he's done he's gone you know like we even even after my family my brother did the first post like we had to clarify like he's gonna make a recovery it's just really bad it's bad but he's gonna make a recovery you know but um 17 minutes I laid there and it was just like I just remember like people circling around me my pants ripped you know like but wait did you ever find out why they left you the first time because I was a foreigner and according to their code (laughs) apartheid what is this no like you're like they needed to get a different ambulance that is is excessive because it's all socialized medicine there Uh, it's weird uh, but I I just lay there for 17 minutes I, I don't know what could have happened. You had got yeah. a bit like internal bleeding. Or yeah, something no, no, like no. That. And I was. Scared. I mean, it's seventeen minutes, not seventeen hours. Seventeen minutes could be a lifetime, and you were probably in extreme pain. I, I couldn't move anything. I knew I broke everything. Like I tried to just move. I mean, and you like, were in excruciating pain. I'm excruciating assuming. pain, and I was like oh just God. laying there, and I just like they're like like people were like around me, but trying to give me space, and they were literally like like pouring water like into my mouth. Whatever made it made it kind of thing, you know. And mind you, this is Rome. May 24th. It's already 85 degrees. Ooh. Okay? So, I mean, this was like, it was just a disaster. The worst scenario imaginable. Yeah, and I'm alone. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, 
my brother's with me, my friend is with me. Uh, like I'm alone. It's like whatever. Like let's see what happens next. You know. Baruch Hashem, um, you wearing 17, a helmet, by the way. 17, if you weren't yeah. wearing that helmet, this would be a very uh, yeah, different be a di- probably a different tale. Yeah, you weren't nervous even riding the Vespa. I'll tell you only because I, I was once on vacation with my wife and. Uh, there was Vespa rentals. I got on. Right. And I was like, oh, I could do this. I almost fell. And I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> right. No, so I'll tell you. That, so a lot of people ask me, they're like, what are you, stupid? You just took one and started, tried to ride? Like what? And I said, no, I've, I, I rode many times. Ah, you, you know, uh, you I travel. Experience. Yeah, I travel around Europe, Israel. You know, I've taken them out. I've, they even advertised, like when they did the accident, they pulled one of my photos off Instagram of me on a Vespa somewhere. Like, really? Just to like, for illustration purposes, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know, like, here's what happened, you know? Um, so like people were like he didn't know how to ride it. He didn't. I was like, dude, like I, I hit a I hit a pothole at the bottom of a hill. What are you gonna do? You know, godly divine intervention, and it was supposed to happen. And and it was very very hard. And and you know like coming back to like that guy who messaged me. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. And I, I you know there's also this balance you try to strike when you're like online like not to play the victim. Like you don't want that, you know. Like there's certain people that chas like something can happen, and that becomes their persona online. Yes, you know, and I 100%. didn't want that. But at the same time, like you I have w- to let the fans know. You have to let the on. fans know, and but and it's also like, you know, it, when you're a private citizen, you get to go wherever you want and say I'm not okay, and people are okay with that, and people will like usually like chime in to help, and people will. Now I'm not chas saying that people wouldn't want to help. But when you're, when you're Yoni Z, when you're Mr. Energetic, Positive on stage, you know, like people don't want to hear that you're Nobody not okay. Nobody wants it 100%. People don't want to hear like Yoni Z saying, I'm in a rut, you know. Let, let me rephrase that. Yoni Ziegelbaum is in a rut. <laughs> right. You know, he right. just suffered something very traumatic and no one wants to hear that. So it was like constantly playing this like – Keeping people updated, saying, speaking my truth. I just want to find out Please. what happened. You got to the hospital. How long were you there? How long did you have to stay in Rome? Just I was in for Rome those? for ten days before I was able to be like medically transported. Really, to medically Israel transported. Yeah, but back to the back U.S. To yeah, medically transported. Yeah, they flew in a nurse from my my insurance. Also, had to send in a nurse from Texas to bring me back. Otherwise, they wouldn't even allow me to have travel. But it was like a whole. So it wasn't even a commercial flight. It was. Yeah, it was like it was a whole para. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a trip. Wow. It was a trip. And you. I mean, you're in a cast from head to toe. Ish. Ish. Yeah, ish. But I mean, that's you, also you the part that I didn't really write. So that's the part. If you look on, if people look on social media, that's the part I skipped. Yeah, meaning it I, shows I me like that. right. That's the part I skipped because I was just like people. I didn't want people to be like, all right, Yoni Z. Maybe in five years he'll be back. Like I didn't want uh-huh. people. Th- you know what I mean? So it was like the last thing I posted was like me in the ambulance being brought home, and then the next thing was I think the next post was me singing again with the uh, arm brace but i didn't show the whole um the whole wheelchair bound experience which was you know uh, two months of just nothing just completely like this seems like totally exhausting to have to just manage your yeah your your publicity yeah it's it's like i'm tired for you (laughs) i'm not gonna lie it's tiring but it's like I constantly try to to think like, okay, like make sure to take time for you, but make sure that your shlichus is not also 
going to be stopped or interfered with. So that's why coming back to how we got into this whole thing, when 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 that guy wrote to me like, you know, I hope you're doing okay. So I wrote to him, not going to lie, it's been really hard. But what you're seeing of me now is me coming back to myself after close to six months, you know, Um because I actually – there were like periods of time where I just wasn't on Instagram for like a month or so. I wasn't up there. And people were messaging me like, are you OK? OK, right. And I'm like, so-so, you know, like – You're human. You know, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm human. You know, you know? people don't want to – people don't think of you that way. Right. You're, and, you're, you're a larger than life to the Jewish world and you're not entitled to be sick or to be hurt. Yeah. You're here to be happy and entertain. Right. You know, and it's hard. It's hard for people to accept. Right. And I think, I mean, the outpour of love when it happened was incredible. I mean, you know, thousands and thousands of messages from people. But then it's like, yeah, it's, it's really walking this fine line of like, how much am I allowed to say I'm not okay? Because, you know, people, like sometimes you'll see someone on Instagram and like, Tragic things happen, and then at one point you'll be at a Shabbos table, and like someone will just go, you know, just he's got to stop with that already. Like enough, like you know, like okay, we get it, but like you know, and it's like I was like, I don't want to be that guy, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like people like, okay, okay, we get it, you know, you had a tragedy, but like you know, move on. And it's like you You almost died, all right? We heard, yeah, like we all know that guy. That's the funny part because we are that guy, you know. And the reality is, every one of us is that guy. We're all Jews. We're all we're all we're all catching, yes, you know, yes. But like, yeah, no. But I think that what I was most ambitious about was just like, you know, like I, I saw it as like. You know, Hashem put this crazy, crazy challenge in front of me, and it's like it's not the first challenge I've had. It's not the last. Hopefully, nothing ever as painful or as excruciating. Hopefully, that's the worst. Yeah, that you but to I mean, I hope it ends right there and nothing near again. But what were your parents' reactions, by the way? So, because we right remember, so we we had contacted you. We had something set up, I think. Yeah, and, we did, and then. Yeah. I, fig- I think you told us that there no, was no, no, an no. We saw it. Oh, we saw it. We right. saw it online, and then, and then I reached out and, was and like, said, Is everything I was like, okay? I hope you're okay. Like, so oh now my goodness. we were Thank freaking you. out because right. we were like, Whoa! Like, we couldn't believe, like, what this just happened. And right. so now it's we're like, following social yeah. media and trying to see what's going on. And we ourselves, were, I remember being on the phone and and we were talking, and I was like. But is he okay? And you're like, I don't know if he's okay. I don't know how bad it right. is. That was like the first day. So we didn't know. Post. Right. So we so didn't I, know. Like, I can imagine your parents like. No, like people were asking them, is he okay? And like they didn't know. Like, is he okay? We don't even know yet. Like we don't Crazy. know the extent of what happened here. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, it's a parent's worst nightmare though. Yeah. Worst, yeah. Worst for sure. Yeah. No. So I, I, I literally like. I remember the first person I contacted was my, was my brother. And I, and I, I told him, I said, listen. Don't say anything to anyone till at least, you know, whatever, like till someone can get here because it happened like four o'clock in the afternoon and I knew no one's getting to Rome that day and I didn't want anyone not being able to sleep. So I'm like, tomorrow morning, my father happened to be in Israel at the time. I said, tomorrow morning, you can tell Abba and he'll, you know, and if he, he'll, he'll fly, fly in, over, he'll yeah. fly in. Was it like a three hour flight? Three hour flight. And my father was there on, you know, boom. I mean, he went to the airport, bought a ticket at the counter and came. Amazing. You know? Um, my mom was tripping. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's the worst nightmare yeah, for a mother. Yeah, she was like, "Send me video. I want to know that you're alive." You know, <laughs> like, 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 like one of those things. Like, show me today's newspaper. <laughs> you know, in the in the clip, like, you know, like a reverse hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took my mother hostage. You know, 
Um, but that's great. Yeah, you know, like no, but it's great that you were able to reach out to your brother and tell him, "Look, I'm okay. I'm alive. Yeah. Now manage." You know, yeah. manage how you break it to everybody else. Yes. But wait a minute. You know, and do it in a safe way. Yeah. Since you mentioned your mom, so I mean, I, I just looking researching you. So it turns out, is your mom Sparty? Yeah, she is. Right? She is. Yeah. You look Sparty. Yeah. The funny I, thing don't is, don't take that as a no, bad thing. No, not at all. The funny thing is, I look, I look like my father, and he's completely Ashkenaz. It's just kind of, I guess, an Israeli gene. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I don't look so much like my mom's family at all. But when people ask me if I'm sorry, I'm like, yeah, like, my mom's farty. Like, I'm whatever you need farty, me to be. Yeah, you're yeah. Ashkenaz, yeah. I'm both. I am, you know, and it's like, you know, it, it, it's it's a funny thing. Like sometimes people like approach you with this like whole like, you're sfard, right? And I'm like, kind why? Of. No, like, <laughs> like, no, like, no, like, no, like, where are you going with this? I'm just trying to like, what's, what's the, what's the, you what's know, the what's, angle? Well, what's, what's the, the angle? angle? Well, in Israel, it's a, I mean, in Israel, it's a big thing. In Israel, there's there's a you know there is I don't know if we shouldn't say there what is some animosity there's, there's discrimination there's clear gazanut yeah there's definitely there's definitely a lot gazanut that means racism wow I just yeah gazanut yeah yeah um, here it's it's a lot less and honestly like I've I've managed to really do a lot with being uh, call it you know blended culture or whatever you know the funny thing is, is where's, that, like, where's your mom's family from. So my grandmother, my grandfather already like came as a kid, like at two years old from Iran. My grandmother is was like till seventeen, and then she escaped from the whole from Khomeini and all that. Wow. Yeah, wow, the revolution. wow, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. And then my father's family are all full on Holocaust survivors, right? You know, so it's like funny when people ask me like, where do they where do they hail from? Uh, uh, Czechoslovakia and Poland. Wow. Yeah, uh, you know Auschwitz, the whole nine yards. Wow. Wow. Um. Yeah, so I, would, I really want to see your twenty three and me right now. <laughs> yeah, you know I've never done it, and I'm actually curious myself. Yeah, yeah I've never done it. Maybe we should do it together. Yeah, all of us, and we'll share the results. We'll, yes, yeah. we'll swab. <laughs> no, for sure. But the funny thing is, is like, it's like I, I, like my mother's family is like Sephardic and and Chazanim and like all of that, and my father's family is like, like. I don't know. I've never really spoke about this publicly, but like Lev Yitzchak Berdichev is my great grandfather. Wow. Yeah. So what? it's like it's like that's I'm, your great grandfather. Yeah. And like and then like Pinchas Karitzer is also like what? and and no, that's like Hasidish royalty. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's funny when people look at my face. They're like, huh? You yeah, know? Yeah. I, w- I would never. Yeah. Like Rameir Shapiro is Mechaber Dafiyim is my great grandmother's brother. What? So like super Ashki on this side. But not just super Ashki. These are Gedalim. Like you, yeah. you hail from, like you said, royalty. That's wild. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. It's it's funny because. How did your parents meet? How did that even happen? That's so. They were actually introduced um, to each other um, in, in camp. They became, they were both, I think my mom was a bus monitor. And my father was a counselor. Really? Yeah. So they just like that saw each other, crazy. this and that, you know, kept seeing each other. They were trying to behave about it. And then eventually the director <laughs> of camp's like, listen, I think you two should, uh, should, should go out after the summer. Not now. Not after the summer. <laughs> you know? And I'll be the shot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, easy I just buck. wonder how each side took it. Like, like, like the Iranian side was like, why? Why do you bring us this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why do you bring us Ashkenaz? Yeah. Like boy? my, fa- yeah. You know, like my. No, well, his mom. Your mom, you said she's already second generation. She doesn't yeah, have but an accent parents. or anything. No, my mom, my mom has like an Israeli accent, but not a, yeah. yeah not no, a, but your not grandparents a would have been like, you know, why are you going outside the fold? Are, I, they, are they alive? Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Oh, wow. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So do they have accents? 
So my grandmother, my grandmother has an I would love to see accent. all the grandparents together. Oh my that's god, that's probably hysterical. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I like. I always make a joke, like, like. I, I mean, obviously, like, I wasn't there, but like, I always joke. I like tell my parents, I'm like, your wedding was probably like one of those like big fat Greek wedding situations. <laughs> like, I'm just like looking at my grandmother, you know, my grandmother from like Czechoslovakia, my grandfather from Poland, meeting my like Sabra grandfather and my Persian grandmother, and it's like Mazotov, Mazaltov, you know, and it's like okay, cool, you know what I mean? That's what uh, I'm saying. Did everything go like? Smoothly? Yeah, it did. It, it just did. smooth. No, it did. It did. Right. Like everyone got along, and you know, it was like Baruch Hashem. Like there was no. I, but I, I think that's also like if I think that's really what kind of built me into the artist that I am today. Because people ask me all the time, like, "Are you Israeli?" And I'm like, "Born and raised in New York." But like, yes, like I come from a lot of culture. I do. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of lineage there's like you said there's Hasidic dynasty there's Sephardic cantorial and you know by Sephardim Chazanim are like they're like Rav like a Rav themselves yes you know what I'm like like when I used to go to shul by my grandfather as a kid people are like oh he's he's the Chazan's grandson like move step right. aside and I, and I was like huh like and then eventually I got it I was like oh okay it's like a thing like, okay. yeah he has so, lights so, and sirens so, so, Chazan yeah. has lights and sirens Chazan has lights and sirens my grandfather himself has lights and sirens <laughs> he's a Sephardic Chazan I mean there was no nonsense with him you know if you didn't know the Trump if you didn't know the you know so do you know can you like Davin Sephardi can you Chazan Sephardi like I'm, I can't say I'm perfect at, but I, like, I know the Nusach you do. I know that. Wow. Yeah. But it's always great when you have this diverse background culturally and you can kind of connect to every single demographic. Yeah, and and call you stroll. That's it's it's a it's huge. Does that do you think that makes its way into your music? Definitely. Does. Definitely does. Yeah, it definitely does. Um I think it really all culminates in like this like my persona is like a American Jewish pop star. But the music definitely has a lot of Israeli influence. You know what I mean? Um, sure. I think. I mean, you guys. I, yeah, I mean, when you I, go I through think... the album, it is itself diverse. Yeah, sure. It is, it's, it, each song kind of gives you a different flavor. And like the Ahava album was tremendous. Thank you. What a great album. Thank you so much. Uh, and, yeah. It's... And I actually, I, I, I've been meaning to, I've been waiting to say this. Uh, I wanted to mention, I mean, congrats. It, just even, even one of your songs, uh, which hit, a million views. Uh, I think several of them the, have. No, a few have. What you talking yeah. about? The most recent one? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it's Crown. Crown, the music yeah. video. That's such a great. So Thank I want to just what say two things. Song. Thank you. Number one, Crown. Whoever did the production, amazing. Yeah. And I want to say number two, thank you for not making this like every other Jewish video. I where, have a feeling I know where you're going with this. Where you start the video and in big, it's like. You know, uh, Yoni Z's, not Yoni Z, but, you know, uh, Eli Teitelbaum presents oh, no, a production I, of Yoni Z. I hate you'll that. Never, you'll never see that on a music video of mine. Thank you. None of them. Go look. It's so None. much more professional. It looks professional. I, why yeah. can't the other singers, listen, you, I'm sure you, you rub elbows with these guys. Just sure. tell them that from us. The people who are listening and watching. The Kiddush Club has a message for you. Yeah. No, it's it's such a turnoff. It's such a tar- turnoff. Right. Your video looks professional, like is what it should be. Thank and you. And of course, it has a million views because Thank you. because it should. Thank you. Because <laughs> it's Thank great. You. But when we talk about this this song Crown, first of all, it's, it's one of my favorite songs. Like that's one of the only songs I can actually leave on repeat. 
You know oh, what wow. I mean? Thank no, you. No, no, no. That's a big one. I appreciate it. Is, it is. It's huge, especially for me. You don't know me, but if you did. No, I know even like with me, the songs right. that I can keep on repeat, that's a big deal to me. Very yes. big deal. But that's you know? Crown. It ha- it's light enough and it's it, it's just, it hits. It and hits. the video is excellent. Yeah, Thank you. Where so, was this recorded? Yeah, it was filmed. Actually, it was filmed on Thanksgiving. So really? yeah, tomorrow. It's anniversary. Yeah, 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 it's anniversary. So I was in. <laughs> every time I say this, I'm like Yoni. What's wrong with you? It's in Estonia. Really? Yeah. So I had it's, to fly. It's a, is, you can't. There's not even castle? a direct flight. I mean, it's a castle. So it's I a wanted, real castle. Yeah. So Estonia has a lot of medieval architecture still, like preserved. And um, we flew out there, and I needed to find a place that had the feel, but also cost efficient. Don't get me wrong; it cost a fortune. I could but imagine Crown would have cost me in the U.S. I don't see how I would have done it for less than two hundred grand. You know what I mean? Wow! And I had to bring that down to way less than that if I was going to do the video, and you know what I mean. So, in Estonia, from the currency standpoint and from the architectural standpoint, it made the most sense. I had to fly via Amsterdam. There's not even like a direct flight there. You know? Wow! How did you even? Who came up with that idea? The whole idea? Me? Really? Yeah, I write my scripts. Really? And I co-direct them, meaning I don't direct because really? I'm not a professional director. I need to direct. But, like, I co-direct all the music videos, um, you know, from the color schemes to, like, the, the, the ideas. Like, if you know, like, another thing that I was, like, I just – someone, someone just mentioned to me yesterday. Apparently, there's a – I was actually it, – it's funny, but I think you'll find this entertaining. Someone told me yesterday that there's a, a WhatsApp group that's, like, a very from – feminine based pro feminine based like whatsapp group of like a but like only women and you joined that group no (laughs) what's my cashier to the group but apparently i was being told that on the group when crown hit a million someone posted it and that the feedback was like thank you for representing girls equally to boys i was yeah i you was know? Gonna, i was gonna mention that no and and, and it's, it's, it's something you also almost never see in in most of the videos right so i always say like this like people say what do you like you push you push it Feminism? in your video i'm You're like i'm like no nah, i don't push it in my videos if there's a video there's videos where you know it's just i don't know if there's a video for example like uh, uh the one that i did in a lot kadima which is like this beach vibe. So it's three guys, you know what I mean? It's me and two other guys, and that's the vibe. But if there is a video that in, that there's meant to be men and women in it, then I do it, and I and and I and like, and people are like, you know, what are you basing this on? And I go, what am I basing this on? I'll tell you exactly what I'm basing this wait, on. Wait, wait, the even, words of the, the song. The words of the song have Queen Esther in it. I mean, it's just right, as I much wrote, for girls uh, as for boys. No, but what's their question when they say, "What are you basing that on?" Like, in other words, are they saying? Oh, if you're not trying to be a feminist, why are you doing this? Is I'm, that I'm, what they're is that what they're saying to you? Ish, yeah, I guess. And it's just like, it is like it's not about feminism. That that's a that's a word that also like has a million translations. So like, let's not even go there because it's it's just so that's loaded. such a packed it's loaded, loaded word. True. But like, you want to talk about like why I do like the Labavitcher Rebbe used to get copies of the magazines that Tzivos Hashem was putting out. And the Rebbe yeah. used to say, I want to see a girl lighting Shabbos candles alongside really? the boy. Yeah. So you ask me where I'm basing it on? I don't know. There. <laughs> that's pretty good. I hope that's a good source. <laughs> you know? I hope that's enough for you. You know? And it's not like – I'm not – it's just like, you know, today there's – as is, like there are things that according to halacha we cannot do. And halacha is halacha. We don't mess with it. You know, within the from community, girls don't get to sing. Not in front of you know, not in front of men. They don't get to sing. But if 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 
if girls can't get an equal representation on a, on a kosher music video, I mean, we're talking about a little boy and a little girl running through a castle. You know what I mean? And I can't tell you how many people. I'm talking very from people. I'm talking mothers in I'm Lakewood, sure. people who I'm have sure. met me at Simchas and said, my daughter feels connected to your video. Thank you. And these are people that outside may have actually looked at me and gone, I don't know why you did yeah. that. <laughs> right. Not sure tell why you did that. Friends, this Yoni you know? guy, we got to. And it's just like, and it's just like. I, I, I'll never do something that's offensive, but I'm always going to try to be fair. That's what I'm always going to try to do. Amazing. Who you know? are those kids, by the way? They're actors. Yeah. They're actors. They're Estonian kids. Estonian kids. <laughs> They're Estonian kids. <laughs> really? We had to work hard to I, put that. By yeah. the way, when you said Estonia, I was like, I can't believe it because – when I first saw the video, I was like, where in the world could yeah, this be? Yeah. I was like, maybe it's like somewhere in like rural New Jersey or something. Yeah. But I no, would never... it's actually overseas, which is so great. Much yeah. yeah it adds it's so to it. great that it's that it's an actual real castle and a real production. Yeah, the and, cinematography yeah. is unbelievable. The hedges and the like yeah. the whole thing, it looks <laughs> I, I don't know if it's like CG. It like how they do this. No, no. It's actually there's it's I don't real. think there's any CG in the video. It's amazing. There are videos we had CG for those. But you don't have to put up like the paint. Things and stuff that was there in the castle. No, a lot of it we had to bring in. No, yes, because a lot of the paintings were not matim, really, in these castles. So we, had to, so we had to bring, yeah, like what? it was. It was a ton of work. Like what? the cre- the creative, the artistic director was like, "Dude, you have me in knots." Like, wow, you're really giving me a job. How you long know? were you wow. there for? We filmed like almost twenty four hours. We kind of wow. got the kids. Done. As, that's very you know, efficient, though, to yeah, be able to get yeah. this done in a day. Yeah, we we had to. That's like, huge. Yeah, no, we had it all prepared in advance. Wow. We knew exactly like shot for shot, you know this the, the list and uh, yeah, Baruch Hashem, it, it you know it it's at a million views. So it's super successful. I mean, and it is a great video. Like I said, the production, it's it you you see it and you know instantly this is not like the rest. I don't, <laughs> and you. I'm not trying to put down any other. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not. I'm not because <laughs> right. because I have a feeling I could be wrong. You'll know better than I that I don't think it's the usual the way you said you're co-directing really and you really came up with the screenplay. Yeah, I kind of doubt that that's the usual with the other Jewish singers. I think that they are working with people who are really kind of. I think it's usually, the shots. You, probably like yeah. I mean, I just I always had a my my creative like. I guess ambition or aspiration always went beyond music. It was like, how do I bring it into film? How do I bring it into, you know what I mean? How do I bring it into this, like, how do I make something magical happen for Jewish kids? And that, for me, always went beyond the music. And I think it's, I mean, I think it's great because I think it's so important because like we said today, you know, it's all about multimedia. Everything's multimedia. Sure. So if you're not, if you're, if you're a great singer and you just don't have great videos, that's going to hurt you. Yep. You know, and, and to, in, the, in the reverse, when the video is great, it's just going to make you super popular and super liked. And I think, I think for sure the kids, you know, more than anything else, the younger generation are able to see it. And I hate to say it this way, but, you know, we're living in a world where there's a lot of negative influences, let's say. You know, we, sure. we spoke on the cast before, you know, social media, there's a lot of negative on the Internet, obviously. And in the Goyesha world at large, for kids to be able to turn to something that's kosher and not feel like they're losing out, like, yeah. this is just as good as anything that's out there. So You're that not was, missing out on that anything. That was my dream. To me, that that's the whole story. Right. That's To me, that's your whole story. And that's what I love about your music Thank and you. your production. It's – you know, I have kids. I want them to feel like you're not missing anything. 
Right. You're not missing anything. This is what what this is as good if not better than anything you're going to find out there. Right. So you're not you're not lacking for anything. I'll tell you the truth, and I, like I've, I've I've alluded to this in the past, but like you know what, like it's just the truth is the truth, and what sparked Crown was that uh, that Netflix show. The reality show. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, we know it. You see how much I actually paid attention yeah. to it, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it either. No, but I, I, I watched. Actually... I've watched the first five minutes of it, and I turned it off, and I said, "I'm sorry, this is just appropriate on like a million different levels. Inappropriate on, many, yeah, on a million I, different levels." What happened was, you know, there, that's kind. That one, show came out. This and... this thing came out, and it it kind of set me off. And I'll tell you why it set me off. Not even the show so much set me off. What set me off, and I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this how it is, and anyone could take it how they want to take it, but there were so many people posting against it, so many like from, you know, uh, female personalities, bloggers, uh, influencers that were coming out against it and going, we love our our orthodox life, and and then the next day, we're liking posts of one of the cast members of Ugh. that show, or just following the cat, and I'm like. What? Right, but you just said. <laughs> like, I saw you yesterday say, like, <laughs> we are so proud to be. But no, but clearly, if you're liking this post of someone dressed a certain way or at a certain function, you're With emulating. A message. You're emulating it. And what do you think? And you think that people, people like me, if I saw it, al ahas how many of your girl followers saw that you like that post? Right. So, right. you know, which side of, of the mouth are we talking from? And I'm not just blaming it on women, There were guys too that oh, came out. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. But no question. And that set me off because it's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna publicly disown this, but privately we're gonna be like, wow, I wish I can be like that. Right? How hypocritical? That, yeah. That made my blood boil, and that Hashem is just a tremendous. The whole thing was a massive Hashem. I can't that, imagine. Right, and that for me set off the words, and they can never take your crown. Like it's almost angry. Wow. That's where it was born. Really? That's where it was born. Wow. Yep. And, and, and in that song, you hit that high D note. There's a D at the end. Yeah. Which is bananas. Hold on. Yeah. That's like health got level type <laughs> of height. I'm going to play a little bit of the clip right now, just so that we could get into the into the mood. Sure. Take my hand. You're the son of kings. You're the child of Yosef's dreams. And you were born to royalty and honor. You're the daughter of queens, your queen Nestor's legacy, and you were born of dignity and valor. And they can never take your crown. No, they can never take your crown. They can never bring you down. Oh, they can never take your crown. No. Now that you said this, by the way, have you said this publicly before? Not, not like clear cut, like I just did now. I think that you should publicize that. I, I this, I mean, people are going to hear it here. That is an amazing story. I think it's an inspiring story, and I think it sets the right example. I think people should hear the song because, for me, having heard the song and liked the song, it means different to me now. I'm hearing it again. It's different in my brain. I was Knowing almost that you I was, did that. I was almost tempted to to open the video. You know, like you ever saw like a movie that opens with a quote, and I wanted to open it with a quote that said, "Dedicated to all the hearts and minds of the world." 
but spell hearts differently. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That, <laughs> but I held back. That would be amazing. But yeah. you no, I, I, the truth, I don't know how, but it should be publicized. Yeah. Yeah. You, in you should time, publicize it. Just in time it. for season two. <laughs> is that, is that yeah, true? Yeah, I think they're having season two or three or whatever it Listen, is. Listen, I'm not judging yeah, anyone. You, you, you don't strike me as the type of guy that's going to battle and, so and, not. And, and don't, so don't. not. No, but it, it, so not. It's just it again. So but what about depth. our kids? Exactly. Right, I'm right. just looking out for our kids. That's all. For sure. You for know. Sure. I think it's amazing. I'm. So, I. You know. I'm. I'm the most. I'm the most unjudgmental guy. Like. But like. You know. You can't come and and just shame a whole community in and whole in, people. A whole to, people. To, to the game at large. They they looked at this as, you know, this is what Jews are. And they're all crazy, and they're all part of a cult, because those were words that were used constantly. It's a cult. And to the people who don't have connection to Jew- Jews or Judaism or anything else, that, that's, that's the Bible to them now. Yeah. This is what Jews are. Yeah. They're you a know, cult. I, I actually signed the contract um, yesterday. I'm going to be singing this year, God willing, at the Miami Heat game, the National really? Anthem again. Yeah, on Hanukkah, Jewish Heritage Night. Beautiful. And, and I can't even year. tell you. Yeah, and I can't even tell you, like, with everything that's been going on recently with with, just with, ask you with, with Kanye and all this stuff, like, I, I, like, I'm just bubbling over to do this one and to nail it, like, to really make a statement and to, you know, get up there and, and own it. So Wait, so you did this once before? I did it three times. Did you? I did it. How I'll did tell I you. I'll tell you exactly. I did it three times at the Miami Heat. One time at NASA Coliseum at the at the who was it at NASA oh, Coliseum? You're talking was, to two guys that don't know anything about sports. Okay, <laughs> zero. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember who know. was playing at the, and and uh, one time at the Brooklyn Nets in the Barclays Center. So well, this I think is my what's going on with Kyrie. Yeah, right? sure, sure. So yeah, you know. Um, I hope you get. I hope you do it again. At, yeah. At, at Barclays. Well, well, yeah, I hope that, And if you, know. you see him there, you know, give him, you know, just say something to him. Like, just say, by the way, this is what we're, we're not, you know. No, you know, I'm, that's why I said, like, I'm not, right, like, you're I'm not, you're I'm not, not confrontational. Just, no, like, I'm, not gonna, I'm probably the kind of guy to be like, Kyrie, I just want to say I love you. Really? And that's, and I just look at him in the eye and I'd stop there. Yeah, I'm the opposite. And like, t- like I would, I would he, let him just, have it. That's where you know, I this is it. the same argument we had on the last podcast. Yes. How do you approach it? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, Approach it with love and friendship, or do you try to fight? I oh, know I'm and a tiger, say, right? I but, mean, I mentioned but, on the podcast when when I saw Geraldo at the airport and he had said something bad about Eric Stroll, and I walked over to him. Oh, he did. I was with uh, I was with someone, and I said, "Oh, there's Geraldo. I'll be right back." I walked up to him and I just let him have it. Really, I let him have it. Yeah, no. So he's I a think, hothead. He's no, an so undercover I think, hothead. No, no, that's okay. I just <laughs> I'm a bit of a you hothead. know what? I think you're both right. I think that. Um, when it comes to like a public platform where the world is just looking through their phones, we need to be loud and aggressive. And like you said, you got to be a tiger about it. But if you see the person one on one, hey man, like I want to tell you, I'm a big fan and I appreciate your work. And like this is just like so not necessary in yeah. the nicest way. That's a that's exactly what you should say. If you ever do encounter him, you know? I wonder who's. Do you know who Miami's playing at that game? I have to find out. Wouldn't it be great if it was the Nets? Yeah, it would be. (laughs) That would be great. Yeah. I hope. I hope. That would be amazing. What is the plan going forward? I mean, uh, I I, I never realized how much goes into producing an album. Yeah. You you just released an album. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, what does it look like for you? Like, you mentioned you you went to Rome in the first place because you were working your head off. Mm Mm-hmm. What happens now? Like, is this like an in between? You you chill out, you do some performances, or are you like always working? So, 
I guess, you know, the accident was like Hashem putting the brakes on my life for a bit. But, like, it, yeah, I mean, you're constantly, like, on to the next thing. You know, um, like, tomorrow marks six months since the album came out. Ideally, I'd like to have an album out in the next year. Really? I want, like, under two years for the next one. You know, like, ideally. You know what I mean? I, if I make it, I may. But, yeah, like, my days basically look like I wake up in the morning, you know, Dobbin, learn, and then I'm off to the studio. Every and, day. Yeah, and, and creating, you know, writing music, writing lyrics, creating, you know. So you write your, all your stuff? So this album I wrote, um, except one song I wrote, uh, wow. the rest of the stuff. Um, and the last album I co-wrote pretty much the album because, like, I still didn't feel, like, comfortable. And I didn't know, like, if I was ready to, like, you know what I mean? But this album, I just went for it. And um, Baruch Hashem, it came out good. So now I'm already, like, I'm writing for the next album. But, like, yeah, my days basically look like you wake up in the morning, dive and learn, head off to the studio. You start recording. You start, um, you know, putting together ideas. It all starts with demos. You know, is this an idea? Is this a vibe? Is this a direction? And then... If that evening I have a simcha, you know, you check out of the studio, you go home, you shower, you suit up, and boom, you hit the stage. It's and got to be And then repeat. It's got to yeah, be exhausting. Amazing. Do you ever get, like, I'm, vocally I'm, tired, like, from... Forget about vocally tired. The, the whole thing is exhausting, isn't it? It's a very rigorous routine. It's rigorous. It's a rigorous routine. I'm saying. How do you keep up with it? Like, because you can go every single night with a simcha. Whether it's a bar mitzvah, wedding, malava malka, right. whatever, that's yeah. that's a full week. Yeah, and then week sure. after week after no, and it's, week, it's not just that. I get home at night and I relax. <laughs> you get home, right. You change and you go to work. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. It's a no. Hard- so I'll, so I try to make sure, like at this age and stage in my life, <laughs> like you know, like to dedicate time for myself. Like if there's like. Um, you know, sometimes I'll take a day off and I'll just I'll, – I'll go to somewhere more remote and just unwind. I don't know. Like somewhere if I'm – like I'm based out of Muncie in New York, right? So I'll just – I'll drive up to like a park. I'm not much of like the guy that puts on like hiking boots and everything. But like <laughs> I'll you go don't and I'll, one I'll just – nature. But. No, I'm not, I'm not a one with nature kind of guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's not me. But like, you know, like – I'll pack myself some food. I'll go. I'll unwind. I'll take a few hours. Maybe I'll, you know, um, I'll I'll go and, you know, I don't know. I'll go ice skating. You know what I mean? And I just like. You'll just, get on a Vespa. And you'll yeah. Go. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I did that. Let me ask you a question. Wait. Yeah. Did, we, uh, did it? Did it? Have you been back on a Vespa? No, and I never, and I will never go back on. Really? really, because some people want you to get right back on, so yeah, you'll right. never have now, that phobia for right. the rest but of your life. But if I was, so if I was a rider, like you know, like like just I was a bike rider, then I maybe I would, but I'm not. And like honestly, I think the thing that I that I think what I it, what I felt almost most guilty about was everyone I had to cancel on that that like wanted me and and you know paid for me and like I myself and I'm like. I can't do it. And in a way, I felt like – like I didn't – I knew it wasn't – like in a way, it felt irresponsible. In a way, it didn't because it's like, listen, I did this yeah. many times. Yeah. Nothing – you know what I mean? But now after what happened, knowing what can happen, it's just I feel like I, I just owe it to people to not put myself in such a hazardous situation again. For sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. For yeah. those six months, were you – was there a part of you that was just happy that you were just able to chill out and, and just – De- unwind completely because um, I, 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 I yeah. mean like I had COVID recently and I was just like oh this is great <laughs> you know I could just relax right so the crazy thing about that is is that you know I actually I was I was speaking to my father about that my father's a psychologist and I was like what does it say about my life <laughs> if I find myself in a place where I'm so broken up physically but there's something about me emotionally that's like whew, 
I can breathe. He's like, not very good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, y- you know, like you, you, need, you need to take it easy if this is what it takes to get you to a place that's like easing up. So, this so you was appreciated a, the time, though. I appreciated the wow. time, and it was a wake-up call as to like how to move forward in the future. You know, make more time for myself, for family, for friends, for, you know, different things. Even for things like Chavrusa, like, you know, and I don't mean that even like, oh, holier than thou. Like, just taking out a safer, putting my phone away, learning, forgetting everything for a bit, you know? And it's just like, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's sad amazing. that sometimes people need that just to recalibrate their lives. But, yeah. but, but you know, when it happens... It's you, you find new meaning in right, more but important th- things. I think the Torah in general is is very much a, a moral compass that, you know, I always – when I talk to kids who are like, you know, kids at risk or stuff like that, this is the conversation that I have with them. And it's like – like I always – I like to give this example. It's just – maybe it's a silly example, but it's an example that I come up with and I, and I use it when I talk to kids. And it's like, um, you know, when you're a kid, you go to Toys R Us, right? Or you went to Toys R Us, <laughs> right? And uh, and like you see this glorious yellow box, and it's got this beautiful castle on it, right? And you're like, "Wow, I'm gonna take it home, I'm gonna build that castle," right? So you come home, and you know, whoever it is, your father, or someone sits with you on the floor and starts to put together this castle, right? And anyway, lo and behold, it looks nothing like it did on the box. <laughs> you know, we all know this. We all know this story. So, like the million dollar question that I ask kids is like, did Lego short you? What I mean, were there pieces missing? Was right. it a defective what, what product? Or, you know, and they're like, no, the pieces were there. So I said, what happened? I said, and I just, and, and they like look at me like waiting for the answer. And I go, I am so sorry that whoever read you the manual as a kid, because you couldn't read it on your own, read it to you wrong. Right. The question is, do you have the courage to pick up the manual on your own now as an adult and try again. You know, and yeah, that This is a hard place when people are in this place they have to kind of rediscover it for themselves. Right. Because and that's a big yeah. job. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, for sure. and 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 I and I explained to them this concept of like I again, I'm no rub, but what I can say for myself is like Tyra is a moral compass how to live our best life. You know, we were talking about Kanye before. The funniest thing about Kanye's whole thing is that Kanye ends off with, I'm jealous of the fact that the Jews do this. Yes, I'm yes, jealous. Yes. Of, and it's like, oh, that's what this yes, is. That's what this is all about. <laughs> it's just jealousy. Okay. It's not like I hate you. It's I'm jealous of you. Right. And it's like, you know, you were saying like it's sad that like you have to come to Chavrusa to recalibrate. But you know what? If that's what does it or Shabbos getting off your phone for 25 right, hours, right. like – I cannot imagine my life if I did, if I had to have my phone seven days. I think I'd lose it. I'd honestly think I'd lose it. I'm I'm lucky. I I get this twenty five. Yeah, we hour. don't realize what type of a break. Just mentally, forget everything else. Mentally, it's a break to not be bombarded constantly with information. Which kind of explains why you see so many you know celebrities in the world at large are just so messed up because it's just twenty four seven three sixty five at least. Aside from the fact that you're from and you have, you know, Tyra as your compass, et cetera, you're able to, to – you're forced to break with it once a week. Sure. It, it, it just kind of grounds you, yeah. you know, and I think – I think it brings you back to this is, earth because yeah. we don't live on this world anymore. We live in a, in a cyber world in yeah. our smartphone. That's, That's right. where we live. That's right. And I think, I think to, in the reverse, and I think it, it should be said, is 
you know, we do see sometimes, unfortunately, you know, Jews who, who kind of go off. Um, sometimes they're celebrities, as we mentioned, and sometimes they're singers. And I don't think any of us could judge because I think it is... No, definitely not. The pressures know. are just... I mean, just from hearing from, from what you go through, uh, you know, in your normal life, it's a tremendous amount of pressure. Yeah. And if you're not really grounded, I mean, aside from the fact that your father's a psychologist, <laughs> so I'm sure you were, you know, brought up with, you know, a pretty good grounding. If you don't have all yeah. of that, it's not a shock that, you know, that people have these problems. I wanted to ask you, I mean, we're talking a little bit about, about Kanye. Do you experience any anti-Semitism? I know you travel a lot. Sometimes. You do? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've definitely I've encountered it, you know, streets of Amsterdam. Really? Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, a, a, a couple of places that I've that I've that I've been that I've experienced it, where they'll you know use slurs or you know really? yeah like you know so far. And I just I typically I turn around smile. and I smile and wave, <laughs> and it's like either they'll think I'm being cocky, or they'll just be like. Well, that was nice of him because I was just really rude, you know. Like, right. I think either way, I think I think there's nobody that really never experienced it. Like, if you live in a big area, unless you're very like away from from the general public, like who didn't have a story where they were walking in the street and somebody yelled out "Jew" from right, the car think, window going I, sixty miles an hour? But I think it's different when he's in Amsterdam. And it's you're in a scarier foreign country, right? And, and it's always people- it's weird. Yeah, it gives you like this little chill down your spine. You know, always in Europe, I'm always like ah, you know. Gets <laughs> and you're little- regular with the yarmulke, no cap. I am always with my yarmulke. Really, my not out. a cap yet. No, nope. with your tits out. With my wow. tits out. Look right now. Wow, uh, they're out. Power if to you, because I, I I will not. I, I when I travel, I I baseball had it. I think people look at me and they they look. They're like, this guy's got crazy eyes. I'm not going to start with. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like I don't say, even know what those strings are. I don't, I don't know, why, know. But I don't know. This guy, you know, he's not so big. But I don't know. You know, it's like the small and crazy ones. Maybe uh, who knows? You know. So like, yeah. I mean, like I've had times where I just turned around and kind of go wide eyed and look at someone, and they just like, you know, it's like animal instincts. Right, this back off. <laughs> you know, like I've done that. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that's the Israeli in you. I'm yeah, just gonna, man, probably. 100% that's the Israeli you know, in you. That's just like, you know, this is not where, don't mess with me. Pick, pick someone else. You know what I mean? Okay, so tell our listeners where they can hear you. What's, you know, where, how do we follow you now? What's next? So I'm starting to write a new album, Baruch Hashem. Um, there's I'm, I'm really trying to work on also starting to put together like an official show in new york that's like my show where as opposed to being hired by someone or doing something i want to like open a box office because so many people have asked me like when are you just going to do like a show and not for like a pesach program or not for like a thing your own your own, your show. own show right right and i haven't done it till now because for two reasons a i've, I've been so busy with the other stuff and b um because um, it does take a lot of work and a lot of money, and you're lucky, like if you kind of break even, if you're not, if you don't have like an organization or a sponsor or kind of thing. Sure. But like, I do have this like dream to like do it. Like, I don't know. I just have it again. I'm soup not. To I'm nuts, not, your your production. You want to have your own production. Yeah, no soup to nuts for sure. To- no, but I have this dream also of doing it. Like, I don't know. I'm just very sensitive about these kind of things when it comes to like. Like I want to do like a free – like I want to do like a free show on Chalamayed in Brooklyn. Oh, that would be amazing. For like, like in a park anyone somewhere. who didn't get to go to Aruba, <laughs> you know? And it's just like – I'll be there. 
and it's just like <laughs> all are welcome. You know, you got kids, you can't afford concert tickets. I don't care. Show up. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's amazing. That's and a I great think idea. You'll get a sponsor quite oh, easily, for sure. probably. Right. Yeah. So for that, like, sure. that's I really want to do that sometime in the future because every Pesach, I actually do like. I almost like so, like I almost felt like I'm naggy about it sometimes, but like I I typically do this Instagram post before Pesach, being like, guys, I saw it last year and I loved it. Oh, you know what I'm talking loved about. Loved it. I know exactly where you're going. And and I'm just like, like, it's great to have a good time, and every family celebrates the way they do, and that's to be honored. But like, just be sensitive about what you post online. You know, there's people like I saw one comment that like, you know, uh, like someone was like literally sitting on the beach, and he writes slaving away and i'm like you know there are people reading your post now slaving away right, right? But how about the post like if you're not at the beach is it even pesach oh i have that i don't know i don't know where you <laughs> who do you follow <laughs> no, I no just, but my friends way, don't say when that. i saw that post i felt seen i loved it i'm so happy i remembered it you didn't even have to say it I was like, but well, I know what he. I know what he means. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I was very, and my brother makes fun of me when I do this stuff. He's like, you know, you should just make your next album or tour, call it "Man of the People." <laughs> you know, you think you're all, you know. He's like, you're so altruistic. You no, know? I loved it. I loved it because it's just like you speaking to a disenfranchised so, group. Look, I wish I could be away. It's just not what my family does. Right. So right. we're always home. And, and what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? That's right. right. Like, exactly. Why do I have to feel like, oh, I'm missing out. No one's here. Right, right. You know, and it's just like we just have to, you know, as Jews, like go celebrate celebrate the Cheros, celebrate Sukkah, celebrate the Ola Laregal, celebrate it all. But like there's just one thing that runs through the Kav year round for Jews and that is Tznias. And Sneas doesn't mean he's in elbows. Sneas is, is just a way of life. It's a lifestyle, right? That's Hashem Alekecha. And I just, I really try to do this. And I make sure to write. When I wrote that post, I wrote, I'm going to be posting my concerts because that's my work. But if you find me one post of me just like partying, <laughs> right. I'll write you a check. Right. You know what I mean? We should frame him. You know? <laughs> we'll get a check. Do for it. Go for it. Go for it. I should start deleting Instagram now. But, uh, <laughs> Wait, I know you have to. I know we're, hold, we're holding you and I know we're going. No, no, it's, it's fine. But I, I meant to ask you this before. I wanted to ask you. What do you listen to? So many things. Honestly. I listen to so many different genres of music from across the spectrum. Um, but if I had to say... The Jewish music that I listen to, I'm, I I kind of get like old fashioned about it. Like Shlomo Kalbach still my dude. Like yeah, like because again, it's more for me than music. What I'm trying to do is more than music, so I emulate those that for them it's more than music. You know, like I grew up in Crown Heights. Like I got to watch Avram Fried be a private citizen, and I just watched him, and I was like. I was enamored by like just the way he. I went to you know to the same school as his kids, and just the way he'd come pick them up in his trench coat on a Wednesday, like any other parent. And I'm like, I, I know who this guy is. I see him <laughs> on the major stages, but like in school, he's just like you know, hi Mendel, how's your day? Like you know, like you know what I mean? Is and that it, his son's name? You know, <laughs> let, let's say not because okay. let's just for for you know for for privacy. I don't know, but it's just like 
you know, like I just and I think that that's amazing. And, and like, you know, I hope as Shem one day when that chapter in my life comes, like, yeah, like that's what I'm aiming to do. I want to be like, you know, people always say things like, you know, you're so lucky that you know your purpose in this world. It's like, dude, my purpose in this world is the same as your purpose in this world <laughs> to be a good person, to be a kind person, to do what's right. The fact that I do it through music and even that, like, that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't uh, exempt me from God willing one day being a good husband and a good father. You know what I mean? That's first. And then I also do it through music. But we all have the same, um, you know, purpose here. And that is to make this world a better place, a little bit of a kinder place. And that's why I named my album Ahava. You know, I could have gone with Misiba, which is like a very popular song, super Yoni Z kind of, you know, branding, you know, party guy. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, Ahava, love. If there's one word that I just want to sum this all up with, it's love. You know, and the album came out like kind of like I wrote it. I started writing it during COVID, and it came out of COVID. And it was like I could come away with one thing from this whole thing. It's just like love a little more, love someone, even if it's you know sometimes it's someone that it's harder to love. Then don't find someone that's easier to love, but just put a little more love in the world. I promise you, like that thing boomerangs in the right way. Excellent. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a better way to end. Just let yeah. that let that simmer. Let that yeah, simmer. Let just, yeah. Right. Exactly. This was unbelievable. We appreciate it so much. Of course, guys. Thank you time. so much. It was this a long was, time in the making. This was fun. Thank yeah. you. We yeah. had a great time, and it's great to see you healthy. Thank you. You should Thank go chayel, so chayel, and just keep getting stronger, you and your music should grow and keep making everybody happy, Amen. including all guys, of the Thank you Excellent. so much, guys. Yoni, Thanks for having great. me. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Of course, a tremendous thank you to Yoni Z uh, for making the time. We had a blast doing this. Great having him. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we hope to do it again sometime. I agree. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Kiddish Club Cast. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Kiddish Club Podcast. You can shoot us an email. We are Hock, H-O-C-K, at KiddishClubPodcast.com. Send us your thoughts, your comments, your suggestions. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, reach out any one of those three ways. Make sure you leave us a review on Spotify. Make sure you leave us a review on Apple. And with that, we are out. This episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.